Hello everybody, welcome to episode 66 of the Williams Project podcast. Today we have an exciting episode, we are going to be talking to you about how to get your team on the same page. Thanks so much for listening. I know you guys out there, I get this question so often. You're running teams, you're running a business, you're dealing with your family, and the biggest problem you have is everyone isn't on the same page. It causes friction, it makes easy things hard, it drives you up the wall, and that's a really good question because this is a super hard topic. This is what most businesses really struggle with and most people in general. So Blair and I are just going to dive into it in detail and thrash out how to get people on the same page. Why do you think just to um, just to start off with most businesses and maybe not businesses, maybe relationships, maybe family, whatever it may be, most businesses actually think everyone's on the same page, but they're not. Absolutely. It's like it's very often like you might be out for dinner or having a drink somewhere and you meet someone that works for a business that you know of and you might know the owner or know a senior manager there and you're talking to the staff member going, Oh, so what's the business working on at the moment? And you actually sort of know the answer, you're just sort of trying to make some conversation. And what comes out of their mouth is just about completely different than what the owner thinks is happening in the business. Oh, I see the same completely. I absolutely agree with you. I bump into so, my buddy's staff all the so time. So I think step one should actually be, you, know, you need to identify, is everyone on the same page or not, or do you just think they are? Yeah, and and so let's break this down into sort of subcategories, right? I think it really needs to be culture, the culture of the business. It needs to be business goals, what are the business goals, and personal goals. And then you need to find a way to link all of those categories to fit harmoniously yeah, together. It needs to be like one highway, not sort of three slightly, one at 10, one at 12, one at two. Exactly. Which is where the problems come from. Yeah. So let, let's break down culture, right? How, how, hey, look, we've got a great culture. We've got a great team and a great culture, but we have a lot to improve on. There's so much we can do better. So I'll sort of talk to you about the culture we've created and how we create it. So first, I think it's super important to write it down. So we wrote down our company's culture. We often read it out in our all hands meeting. So an all hands meeting is a 15 to 30 minute meeting we do once a week where we just reiterate who we are, what we do and what our key goals are and what are the key things we need to focus on. So we've got our culture written down. We've got it reinforced. Now, there's a great quote from Larry Page, and I've said this before on the podcast, but I'm going to say it again. You have to say, well, this isn't the quote. I'm just going off. But anyway, you have to say something like 10. Oh, no, it's when you're sick of saying it, people are starting to hear it. But also you have to just say it 10,000 You have to times. say things 10,000 times. But I think also with the whole culture document, it's not some sort of airy-fairy document you write because you think you should because you went to some business school that says culture is important. The reason that Williams Corporation has a culture document is that gives us the ability to empower people to make decisions because we go, you know the culture document, we believe you stand behind it. As long as your decisions are pursuant with the culture document, we can give people far more autonomy to make decisions and be in control of what they're doing. Yeah, and there's another part to culture, right? I'm going to use the simplest part of culture possible as an example. Let's say you say to your team, I need you to look after your health. Having a healthy body is part of our culture, 
right? So then if you've said that, you have to live and breathe that. You cannot ever let your team see you eating or drinking or doing something unhealthy at work. And if you respect the culture and you don't drink sugary drinks, you don't have pies, you don't do dumb stuff at work, then when you're walking through your floor and you see someone having a pie and drinking a Coke, you can actually just grab it and throw it in the bin and tell them to respect the culture. And I think also... That's another- probably not legal, but you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> the net gets real grave and it's like, fuck, that person's still fat. How do we address this? <laughs> yeah, that does get grave. But I suppose the other thing about defining a culture document is your team has to believe in it. And I think we're big believers in having the team help form it, but also not change the direction of it. Like it does have to stem from the top because sort of that's generally is how businesses are run, but they should be involved in the process and at the end of it, believe in it. And what you'll find is you'll probably identify key people in the business or just generally people in the business where you know and they know that their beliefs and their culture is entirely different. And generally when you look back, the people that are no longer with us, that was probably the fundamental oh, thing that stuck out. Everyone that's left our company, I've called you before saying we need to get rid of them. Yeah. Everyone. So like there is, you will notice in your business, the closer someone aligns to your culture, pretty much always they'll stay with your business. And then it comes back to so you don't want the eerie-fairy culture document. So it actually needs to be... Savage. I wouldn't say uncomfortable to write, but you need to read some things and be like, Jesus, this is a little bit grey if the wrong person reads it because then you will identify who belongs in the business, who supports what you're trying to achieve and you'll identify the people that, hey, look, we either need to make a change here or they're probably not the right fit for the company and the company's not the right fit for them and we'll be doing both of us a favour by going different ways. Yeah, absolutely. You don't, want them to, you don't want your staff to be in a 40, 50, 60 hour week work environment where they're coming to work and their culture is completely different than the culture you want in your business. It's yep. not fair on the company and it's not fair on them. And I think the management, the key people in the business, they need to write the culture. But then I do like a bit of refinement, you know what I mean? When a staff comes yeah, to you and like says... Yeah, critiquing. Yeah, critiquing. Hey, I think the culture's but pretty not close. not a redesign. I literally, as I was walking up the stairs before, um, one of the staff grabbed me and said, I don't like our culture on customer service. I want to do this, this and this. I'm like, absolutely, that sounds way better, let's rock, right? So you definitely want to be open to refinement from your team, but you should put the base framework in place. Yeah, so I think after, as far as forming some form of culture document, and that, as far as outside of business, that should also apply to your family, to relationships. A culture document's more or less a high-level overview of what you believe in, what you stand for, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. And then, like I said, people can then shape their decisions around that culture document. I think the next step, as far as business related, is just really company goals. Yeah. Making sure the company understands its culture, then understands where it is and where it's going. Yeah. So, for example, an, an example of company goals is we want to be the biggest builder in New Zealand in two years, building 1,500 houses a year. So this year we're delivering 360. Now we were supposed to have... 400 delivered this year but we've got four projects of 10 houses that instead of march they're going to finish in um may january february march april may april april um so now we're only doing 360 right which isn't ideal but it's still good um but next year we want to be hitting 800 and the year after we want to be hitting 15 1500 so that's the company goal and then what are our sub goals our sub 
Well, sub goals are more like, I suppose like... They're more statements. Well, yeah, well, culture's more like your high-level, borderline airy fairy stuff. Your company goals are more of a, here's our end goal. And then the other stuff is more just making your culture into tangible daily things as to how do you treat your customers, how do you treat your peers, how do you treat yourself... And they all sort of link up in a way, don't they? Yeah, and two other examples of culture, you ha- you sort of need wee phrases that you always, always say. So when we're talking about what our homes are, we say our homes are affordable to buy, affordable to live in, and affordable to maintain, right? I reckon I've said that 30,000 times. And then we say where are our homes located, all of our homes are located where you can live, work, and play. So when we're buying a block of land or designing a development, we say it. Is this affordable to buy, affordable to live in, and affordable to maintain? And is this located where someone can live, work, and play? And you just say it over and over again. And if you're doing a deal that's outside of those two phrases, well, we're now in conflict with our culture and we can't do it. Yeah. It's kind of like that rule we talked about yesterday of we don't want one project to make up more than 15% of our work in progress. It's much like you've got the culture document and that helps the team make decisions, but it also makes management at a high level make the right decisions. Yeah, agreed. So so then with goals, we didn't really have any goals other than just be the biggest builder in New Zealand in two years. Oh, but then we have smaller goals like every project we want to complete within one year. Yeah, okay, yep. That sort of stuff. We have when a minimum buy, margin we want yeah, to hit. When we buy a site, we want it to be for sale within four weeks. Yeah. Like, so... I think you definitely need the more tangible goals, but the main thing's really the culture document, empowering your people, and then the big goal that everyone's aligning to. We actually should write down our list of operational goals. Like, when we buy a site, it needs to be delivered in 12 months, it needs to be for sale within three weeks, it needs to be construction under construction in five months. We actually need to write that down and put it on the wall in our engine room where all the magic happens. I'd love it on a TV where it's just like live with a daily clock with tracker. me me pointing saying the company needs you yeah an american hat <laughs> <laughs> um so then we come to the third part of this discussion which is personal goals now i think personal goals are super important you want an empowered workforce you want people that are working towards something people that want more that are trying to have more that are trying to be more so what we did recently is we got an a3 piece of paper and imagine down one down the left-hand side, we had um, business, we had earnings, we had family and education, and we had other, and then we had categories. So we had six months, one year, and three years. And we sat down with each of our staff, and we made them fill out their goals, and then we bring out their goals at each performance review that we have with them. So we have performance reviews with the sales team every three months, and with the um, staff every six months. And we go through those goals and make sure that people are taking the steps they need to in life to hit their goals. Well, it's also, I wouldn't say holding them accountable, but it's more, we kind of are really. You don't, I think our company is too alive and it's hard to explain. Our company is moving too fast and doing too much to have people that don't want more in their life. Yeah, and then also I'd say from them writing their goals down and it being signed off by them, it actually holds them accountable. They know when that performance review is coming. They know the piece of paper is going to get bought up and then it sort of self-measures them before Matthew and I have to say anything. Yeah, agreed. They know whether they've met their goals or not. And then also it's quite interesting to see if a person's goals match with the company's goals. 
and all of the people who was the most closely aligned with the company's goals and most closely aligned with the company's culture are the people who are the greatest assets to the company. So That's who would have really, thought? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought? So, yeah, I think you need those three pillars in place. Um because there's nothing worse than not being on the same page. Oh, it's and that's not it's with your colleagues, with your business, with your spouse, with your family. Like, it just, life is so much more harmonious when everyone's going the same direction. Completely agree. And that's what you see with these big sort of, um, big corporates. They think they're on the same page, but if you imagine a car just driving down a straight road and then just slightly veering off over time... But it's not one car. There might be 10 cars all lined up. They all start going straight. And all of a sudden, all these 10 cars are just slowly veering off until it just implodes. Just I like fuck the up. example of the ship with rowers. And one side's rowing slightly faster than the other. And the yeah. ship goes in circles. But yeah, look, the, however you want to picture it, you've got to be on the same page. Um, I'm just trying to think of other ways to add, add, add value on this topic. Um, but... I think also you have to hire fast and fire fast. You want to make sure you take a chance on people. Look, we have some people who I didn't want to employ. We took a chance on them and they've turned out to just be absolutely fantastic. Someone that was a bit young and I thought they weren't going to make it or I didn't think they culturally fit. And sometimes people can really surprise you. So I do believe you you should take a chance on people. Um, You should give people the benefit of the doubt. But then if someone doesn't fit in your culture and they don't fit in your brand, you've got to hire, uh, fire fast because that actually protects that person because if that person's not fitting in with your brand and you're noticing it, they're feeling terrible. Yeah, it's like, it's like anything. If, if you're feeling bad about something and it involves another person, they know and you know, just yeah. you haven't said anything. So, But then like Matt said, as far as giving people a chance, it's sort of... Don't wrong, qualifications can be important depending on what you're employing for, but like personality is probably like 95% of the interview. Oh, we just had a young guy the other day um, come and knock on the door and ask if he could have a job. And I just thought it was so brave of him. He was so polite, so professional, came and knocked on the door, introduced himself, told me his skill set, told me what he has done, told me how what he can do for the company. And he was probably a bit inexperienced for the person we wanted, um, but I just remember thinking, "Hey, look, you've taken a, you've you've showed a lot of bravery, a lot of courage coming up here, um, and the world we can make the world a better place by giving you an opportunity to get ahead in life." And so that's what we did. Yeah. 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 That's good. <laughs> no, I, just, I just I had something to say, and mine went blank. It's, yeah, so, social session. Yeah, so <laughs> just so you know, guys, four o'clock on Tuesdays, we all stop and have a drink for an hour, and that's part of our culture because we always say we're a winning team. We're moving at a fast pace. Um, throughout the environment, you get the odd piece of tension, whether between two people in a sales team or between an architect and a project manager or whatever. You're going to have tension. Social session is one hour a week where we stop, have some cheese and crackers have a beer and just talk and laugh with your colleagues and just really connect with people on a personal level. And our team's pretty good. There's very few people that um, don't get along in our office. There's probably no one. And it's sort of like if they don't get along, it's kind of like when a family argues where it just seems like a huge shit fight, but then they yell and scream, then just make up and get on with it. 
Yeah. So agreed. It's just weird if you're looking in from the outside. Yeah. Yes. Some <laughs> people watching our fights from the outside would think, Jesus Christ, these people are going to kill each other. But we are so close, like a family. Yeah. Don't oh. bury the hatchet. Yeah. Or bury it. Like have a couple of swings first. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe draw a bit of blood from the then torso. Then put it away. Then bury it. So I suppose in summary, guys, as far as getting on the same page as have culture as far as write it down know what it is identify the people that could be issues with it have company goals have personal goals get on the same page yeah and just when you're sick of saying it people are starting to hear it repeat those messages over and over and over and over again just you'll feel silly but you just have to say it so many times right yeah because yeah as you know we do this for free we're running a big business literally got like 25 staff just in our Christchurch office sitting down there that could use our attention to help them. We stopped for the last 20 minutes to help you because we care. If you took value from this podcast, just share it with one like-minded friend. That's all we ask is payment. We appreciate you. We love you. Thanks for listening. See you next episode.